Here we go again. Glib liberals reading Leviticus in Tory times. It's a sleek in the summer, early in the fall of 2018. Reading from Everett Fox's shocking Bible translation of Leviticus. And he called to Moshe. Yahweh spoke to him from the tent of appointment, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, Anyone, when one among you brings near a near offering for Yahweh, from domestic animals, from the herd or from the flock, you may bring near your near offering. If an offering up is his near offering from the herd, then male holy sound, let him bring it near to the entrance of the tent of appointment. Let him bring it near as acceptance for him before the presence of Yahweh. He is to lean his hand on the head of the offering up, that there may be acceptance on his behalf to effect ransom for him. He is to slay the herd animal for sacrifice before the presence of Yahweh. And the sons of Aharon, the priests, are to bring near the blood and are to dash the blood against the slaughter site all around, that is, at the entrance of the tent of appointment. Then he is to flee the offering up, and is to section it into its sections. Now the sons of Aharon the priest are to put fire upon the slaughter site, and are to arrange wood upon the fire. The sons of Aharon the priests are to arrange the sections, the head and the suet, upon the wood that is upon the fire, that is upon the slaughter site, its innards and its shins he is to wash in water. And the priest is to turn all of it into smoke upon the slaughter site for an offering up, a fire offering of soothing savor for Yahweh. Now if from the flock is his near offering, from the sheep or from the goats for an offering up, then male, holy sound, let him bring it near. He is to slay it on the flank of the slaughter site northward before the presence of Yahweh. And the sons of Aharon, the priests, are to dash its blood against the slaughter site all around. Then he is to section it into its sections with its head and with its suet and the priest is to arrange them upon the wood that is upon the fire that is upon the slaughter site, the innards and the shins he is to wash in water. And the priest is to bring all of it near and turn it into smoke upon the slaughter site. It is an offering up, a fire offering of soothing savor for Yahweh. 
Now, if from fowl is his offered up near offering for Yahweh, he is to bring near from turtle doves or from young pigeons as his near offering. The priest is to bring it near upon the slaughter site and pinch off its head. He is to turn it into smoke upon the slaughter site and its blood is to be drained out against the sidewall of the slaughter site. He is to remove its chrism by means of its plumage and is to fling it next to the slaughter site eastward into the place of the ashes. He is to tear it open by its wings. He is not to divide it. And the priest is to turn it into smoke upon the slaughter site, upon the wood that is upon the fire. It is an offering up, a fire offering of soothing savor for Yahweh. Glib liberals, reading Leviticus in Tory Times in 2018, reading from Everett Fox's Shock and Bible translation. Chapter 2. A person, when he brings near a near offering of a grain gift for Yahweh, of proper flour shall his near offering be. He is to pour oil upon it, and is to put frankincense upon it. Then he is to bring it to the sons of Aharon, the priests. He is to scoop from there a scoopful from its flour and from its oil, along with all its frankincense. The priest is to turn its reminder portion into smoke upon the slaughter site, a fire offering of soothing savor for Yahweh. Now, what is left of the grain gift is a Aharon's and his sons. The holiest holy portion from the fire offerings of Yahweh. When you bring near a near offering of a grain gift baked in an oven, it is to be of flour, matzah, unleavened cakes, mixed with oil, matzah wafers, spread with oil, and if a grain gift on a griddle is your near offering, flour mixed with oil, unleavened shall it be. Crumble it into crumbled bits and pour oil upon it. It is a grain gift. And if a grain gift in a frying pan is your near offering of flour in oil, shall it be made. Should you bring a grain gift that is made in any of these ways to Yahweh, it is to be brought near to the priest, and he is to bring it close to the slaughter site. The priest is to set aside from the grain gift its reminder portion, and is to turn it into smoke upon the slaughter site a fire offering of soothing savor for Yahweh. 
And what is left of the grain gift is Aharon's and his sons, a holiest holy portion from the fire offerings of Yahweh. Every grain gift that you bring near to Yahweh, it is not to be made leavened. For any fermentation and any date honey, you may not turn any of it into smoke as a fire offering to Yahweh. As a near offering of premier fruits, you may bring them near to Yahweh. But upon the slaughter site, they are not to offer them up as a soothing savor. All your near offerings of a grain gift, you are to salt with salt. You are not to omit the salt of your God's covenant from atop your grain gift. Atop all your near offerings, you are to bring near salt. Now if you bring near a grain gift of first fruits to Yahweh, budding grain parched with fire, grits of fresh grain you are to bring near as your grain gift of first fruits. You are to put on it oil. You are to place on it frankincense. It is a grain gift. The priest is to turn the reminder portion into smoke from its grits and from its oil, along with all its frankincense, a fire offering for Yahweh. Glib Liberals, reading Leviticus in Tory Times, 2018, from Fox's Shock and Bible, chapter 3. Now, if a slaughter offering of Shalom is his near offering, it, if it is from the herd that he brings it near, whether male or whether female, holy sound he is to bring it near, before the presence of Yahweh. He is to lean his hand on the head of his near offering, and he is to slay it at the entrance of the tent of appointment. And the sons of Aharon, the priests, are to dash the blood against the slaughter site all around. Then he is to bring near from the slaughter offer of Shalom, a fire offering to Yahweh. The fat that covers the innards and all the fat that is about the innards. The two kidneys and the fat that is about them. That is on the tendons and the extension on the liver. Along with the kidneys, he is to remove it. And the sons of Aharon are to turn it all into smoke upon the slaughter site, along with the offering up that is upon the wood, that is upon the fire, a fire offering of soothing savor for Yahweh. Now if from the flock is his near offering as a slaughtered offering of shalom for Yahweh, Male or female, holy sound, he is to bring it near. If it is a sheep that he brings near as a near offering, 
He is to bring it near before the presence of Yahweh. He is to lean his hand on the head of his near offering, and he is to slay it in front of the tent of appointment. And the sons of Aharon are to dash its blood against the slaughter site all around. And then he is to bring near from the slaughtered offering of Shalom as a fire offering for Yahweh. It's fat. The whole thick tail close to the backbone he is to remove it. The fat that covers the innards and all the fat that is about the innards, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, that is on the tendons and the extension on the liver, along with the kidneys, he is to remove it. Then the priest is to turn it into smoke upon the slaughter site as food, a fire offering for Yahweh. Now if it is a goat that is his near offering, he is to bring it near before the presence of Yahweh. He is to lean his hand on its head, and he is to slay it in front of the tent of appointment. And the sons of Aharon are to dash its blood against the slaughter site all around. Then he is to bring near from it his near offering, a fire offering for Yahweh, the fat that covers the innards and all the fat that is about the innards, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, that is on the tendons, and the extension on the liver, along with the kidneys, he is to remove it. The priest is to turn them into smoke upon the slaughter site as food, a fire offering of soothing savor. All the fat is for Yahweh. A law for the ages, into your generations, throughout all your settlements, any fat, any blood, you are not to eat. Glib Liberals reading Leviticus in Tory Times. The first week ends with chapter 4. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Any person, when one sins in error, regarding any of Yahweh's commandments, that should not be done, by doing any one of them. If the anointed priest should sin, bringing guilt upon the people, he is to bring near for the sin that he has sinned, a bull, a young of the herd, holy sound, for Yahweh as a hatat decontamination offering. He is to bring the bull to the entrance of the tent of appointment before the presence of Yahweh. He is to lean his hand on the head of the bull, and he is to slay the bull before the presence of Yahweh. Then the anointed priest is to take some of the blood of the bull and is to bring it 
into the tent of appointment. The priest is to dip his finger in the blood and is to sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the presence of Yahweh in front of the curtain of the holy shrine. Then the priest is to put some of the blood on the horns of the sight of fragrant smoking incense before the presence of Yahweh that is in the tent of appointment. And as for all the rest of the blood of the bull, he is to pour it out at the foundation of the slaughter site of offering up that is at the entrance of the tent of appointment. And as for all of the fat of the bull of the hatat offering, he is to set it all aside from it, the fat that covers the innards and all the fat that is about the innards, the two kidneys and the fat that is about them, that is on the tendons and the extension on the liver, along with the kidneys, he is to remove it, just as it is set aside from the ox of the slaughter offering of Shalom. And the priest is to turn them into smoke on the slaughter site of offering it. As for the skin of the bull and all its flesh, along with its head, along with its shins, and its innards, and its dung, he is to take out all the rest of the bull outside the camp to a ritually pure place, to the ash dump and he is to burn it upon pieces of wood in fire upon the ash dump. It is to be burned. Now if the entire community of Israel errs, and the matter is hidden from the eyes of the assembly, so that they do one of any of the things regarding Yahweh's commandments, that should not be done and so incur guilt. When it becomes known, the sin that they sinned, the assembly are to bring near a bull, a young of the herd, as a hatat offering. They are to bring it before the tent of appointment. The elders of the community are to lean their hands on the head of the bull before the presence of Yahweh. And one is to slay the bull before the presence of Yahweh. Then the anointed priest is to bring some of the blood of the bull into the tent of appointment. The priest is to dip his finger in some of the blood and is to sprinkle it seven times before the presence of Yahweh in front of the curtain. And some of the blood he is to put on the horns of the slaughter site that is before the presence of Yahweh that is in the tent of appointment. As for all the rest of the blood, he is to pour it out at the foundation of the slaughter site of offering up that is at the entrance of the tent of appointment. As for all its fat, he is to set it all aside from it and turn it into smoke on the slaughter site. He is to do with the bull 
just as he did with the bowl of the hot offering, thus he is to do with it. The priest shall effect purgation on their behalf, and they shall be granted pardon. He is to take the bowl outside the camp, and he is to burn it, just as one burned the first bowl. It is a hatat offering for the assembly. Where a leader sins by doing any one of the things regarding the commandments of Yahweh his God that should not be done in error, and so incurs guilt, or it is made known to him his sin that he has sinned, he is to bring as his near offering a hairy one of goats, male, holy sound. He is to lean his head on the head of the hairy one, and it is to be slain at the place where the offering up is slain before the presence of Yahweh. It is a hatat offering. The priest is to take some of the blood of the hatat with his finger and is to put it on the horns of the slaughter site by offering up. Its blood he is to pour out at the foundation of the slaughter site of offering up. All its fat he is to turn into smoke on the slaughter site, like the fat of the slaughter offering of Shalom. Thus the priest is to effect purgation for him from his sin, and he shall be granted pardon. Now if any person sins in error from among the people of the land, by doing one thing regarding the commandment of Yahweh that should not be done, and incurs guilt, or it is made known to him the sin that he sinned, he is to bring as his near offering a hairy one of goats, holy sound, female, for the sin whereby he sinned. He is to lean his hand on the head of the hatat offering, and is to slay the hatat offering at the place of the offering up. The priest is to take some of the blood of the hatat offering with his finger, and is to put it on the horns of the slaughter site of offering up all the rest of its blood he is to pour out at the foundation of the slaughter site of offering up. All of its fat he is to remove as was removed the fat from upon the slaughter offering of Shalom. And the priest is to turn it into smoke on a slaughter site as a soothing savor for Yahweh. Thus, the priest is to effect purgation for him, and he shall be granted pardon. If it is a sheep he brings as his near offering for a hatat offering, a female, holy sound, he is to bring. He is to lean his hand on the head of the hatat offering, and it is to be slain as a hatat offering in the place where the offering up is slain. The priest is to take some of the blood of the hatat offering with his finger and is to put it on the horns of the slaughter site of offering up. All the rest of its blood he is to pour out at the foundation of the slaughter site of offering up.
All of its fat he is to remove, as he removed the fat of the sheep from the slaughterhouse ring of Shalom. And the priest is to turn them into smoke on the slaughter site, along with the fire offerings of Yahweh. Thus the priest is to effect purgation from him, for him, from his sin, whereby he sinned, and he shall be granted pardon. So ends chapter 4. Glib Liberals, reading Leviticus and Dory Times. In 2018, from Fox's Shocking Bible Translation, Chapter 5. Now a person, when he sins, should he hear the public voice carrying a threat? And though he was a witness, either seeing or knowing, he does not tell. He is to bear his iniquity. Or a person that touches anything tamai, either the carcass of a tamai wild animal, or the carcass of a tamai domestic animal, or the carcass of a tamai swarming creature. And though the fact is hidden from him, he has become tamai, and so has incurred guilt. Or when he touches human tumah, including any tumah, whereby one can become Tamai. And though the fact is hidden from him, he later comes to know that he incurred guilt. Or a person, when he swears rashly with his lips to do ill or to do good, including whatever a human might say rashly in swearing, and though the fact is hidden from him, he comes to know that he incurred guilt in any of these matters. It shall be when he incurs guilt in any of these and confesses how he has sinned thereby. Then he is to bring his Asham guilt offering to Yahweh for the sin whereby he has sinned. A female from the flock, a she-lamb or a hairy she-goat as a hatat offering, and the priest is to effect purgation for him from his sin. Now if his hand cannot reach enough means for a sheep, he is to bring as his asham offering for what he sinned two dirtle doves or two young pigeons to Yahweh one for a hatat offering, and one for an offering up. He is to bring them to the priest, and he is to bring near the one for the hatat offering first, pinching off its head opposite the back of the neck. He is not to divide it. He is to sprinkle some of the blood of the hatat offering against the side wall of the slaughter site. Whatever remains of the blood is to be drained out at the foundation of the slaughter site. It is a hatat offering. And the second one he is to sacrifice as an offering up, according to regulation. 
The priest is to effect purgation on his behalf from the sin whereby he has sinned, and he shall be granted pardon. Now if his hand cannot reach two turtle doves or two young pigeons, he is to bring as his near offering for what he sinned a tenth of an ephah of flour for a hatat offering. He is not to put on it any oil. He is not to place on it any frankincense, for it is a hatat offering. He is to bring it to the priest. The priest is to scoop out with his fist, a fistful of some of it, as a reminder portion. And it is to turn it into smoke on the slaughter site, along with the fire offerings of Yahweh. It is a hatat offering. So the priest is to effect purgation for him, for his sin, whereby he sinned in any one of these. And he shall be granted pardon. And it shall be for the priest, like the grain gift. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, A person when he breaks faith, yes, faith, sinning in error regarding any of the holy things of Yahweh, he is to bring as his asham penalty to Yahweh, a ram holy sound from the flock. By your assessment in silver shekels, by the holy shrine shekel as an asham, for that whereby he sinned regarding the holy things, he is to pay. And its fifth he is to add to it, giving it to the priest. And then the priest is to effect purgation on his behalf with the ram of Hisham, and he shall be granted pardon. But if a person, when he sins, by doing any one of the commandments of Yahweh, that are not to be done. Even if he did not know that he incurred guilt, he must bear his iniquity. He is to bring a ram, holy sound, from the flock. By your assessment, as an asham offering to the priest. The priest is to effect purgation on his behalf for the error whereby he erred, even if he did not know and he shall be granted pardon. It is an asham, guilt offering. He incurred guilt, yes, guilt before Yahweh. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, A person, when one sins, breaking faith, yes, faith against Yahweh, by denying his fellow's charges regarding a deposit, or what is placed in one's hand for safekeeping, or robbery, or by withholding property from his fellow, or by finding a lost object and denying it, or by swearing falsely regarding one of anything that a human may do to sin by the aforementioned, it shall be when he has sinned and realized his guilt, 
He is to return the robbed object that he robbed, or the withheld property that he withheld, or the deposit that was deposited with him, or the lost object that he found, or anything else about which he swore falsely. He is to repay it in its capital amount, and its fifth he is to add to it. To the one whose it is, he is to give it at the time of his being proven guilty. And as his Asham offering, he is to bring to Yahweh a ram, holy sound, from the flock by your assessment for an Asham offering to the priest. And the priest is to effect purgation for him before the presence of Yahweh, and he shall be granted pardon. For whichever one of the things that he may have done to incur guilt thereby. So ends the fifth chapter. Glib Liberals reading Leviticus and Tory Times in 2018. I'm reading from Everett Fox's Shock and Bible Translation. We're starting chapter 6. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Command Aharon and his sons, saying, This is the instruction for the offering up. That is what goes up in the blazing hearth on the slaughter site all night until daybreak. While the fire of the slaughter site is kept blazing on it, the priest is to clothe himself in his wide raiment of linen, with breeches of linen he is to clothe himself over his flesh. He is to set aside the ashes from which the fire has consumed the offering up on the slaughter site, and is to put them beside the slaughter site. Then he is to strip off his garments and to clothe himself in other garments. And he is to bring the ashes outside the camp to a ritually pure place. Now the fire on the slaughter site is to be kept blazing upon it. It must not go out. And the priest is to stoke on it pieces of wood in the morning, every morning. And he is to arrange on it the offering up. And is to turn into smoke on it the fat parts of the shalom offering. A regular fire is to be kept blazing upon the slaughter site. It is not to go out. Now this is the instruction for the grain gift. Aharon's sons must bring it near before the presence of Yahweh in front of the slaughter site. There shall it be set aside from it by the handful some of the flour of the grain gift and some of its oil with all the frankincense that is upon the grain gift and it is to be turned into smoke on the slatter site as a soothing savor as a reminder portion to Yahweh 
What is left of it, Aharon and his sons are to eat. Unleavened, it is to be eaten in a holy place. In the courtyard of the tent of appointment, they are to eat it. It is not to be baked with leaven, as their portion I have given it from my fire offerings. It is a holiest holy portion, like the Hatat offering, like the Asham offering. Any male among the children of Aharon may eat it, as an allotment for the ages, throughout your generations, from the fire offerings of Yahweh. Whatever touches it becomes holy property. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, This is the near offering of Haran and his sons that they are to bring near to Yahweh at the time of his being anointed. A tenth measure of an ephah, a flower, as a regular grain gift, half of it in the morning, half of it in the evening. On a griddle with oil, it is to be made. Well stirred are you to bring it. As crumble, baked crumbled bits of grain, you are to bring it near. A soothing savor for Yahweh. Thus shall the priest anointed in his stead from among his sons sacrifice it, a law for the ages for Yahweh. Completely it is to be turned into smoke, and every grain gift of a priest completely offered shall it be. It is not to be eaten. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Aharon and to his sons, saying, This is the instruction for the Atat offering. In the place where the offering up is slain, the Hatat is to be slain, before the presence of Yahweh. It is a holiest holy portion. The priest who sacrifices the Hatat offering is to eat of it. In a holy place it is to be eaten, in the courtyard of the tent of appointment. Whatever touches its flesh becomes holy property. And if some of its blood is spattered on a garment, the spot on which it is spattered is to be scrubbed in a holy place. Now a vessel of earthenware in which it was boiled is to be broken if it was in a copper vessel that it was boiled, it is to be scoured and rinsed with water. Any male among the priests may eat it. It is a holiest holy portion. But any hatat offering from whose blood is brought to the tent of appointment to effect purgation in the holy shrine shall not be eaten. In the fire it is to be burned. So ends chapter 6. Easter Sunday, April 17th, 2022. We're starting Leviticus on Easter Sunday. The first six chapters I'm going to call Consumption and Sacrifice. 
We live in a culture of consumption, the consumer society, replacing a previous industrial age of production. We should talk a bit about our stuff and how much we've got and why we accumulate it. What's stuff for? Our use and abuse? Our extraction and exploitation to meet our appetites or whims? How has that worked out for environment or distribution of goods among peoples or classes or racialized or marginalized folks? How's that working out on gendered lines? Sacrifice, making sacred, is the English etymology. Bringing close is closer to a Hebrew root, expressing or regaining right relations amongst us with our environment, and with God, in a divine ecology of balance. It may take a while to get past glib guilt about our affluence. Claims of our earlier struggles, our agreement about distributive injustices, the politics of redistribution through state socialism, religion is bigger, subsumes such tactical politics, Reading Leviticus this time will take two weeks to read the first dozen chapters with this organizing distinction in mind. Can we begin to imagine an alternative to consumption? What if we stop maximizing and choose inefficiency in the name of other goods? What if it's not the one who dies with the most toys wins? The collectivist options of 20th century communism and fascism don't get much hearing these days. I miss Leninists. The ascended theocracies of Islam, the aspirations of conservative Christians are equally unfamiliar to us liberal progressives. Community building and modest sharing, that's the best we seem to be able to do, and they claim too much for us, demand too little from us compared to older models like hippie communes, religious sects, and cults. Leviticus begins with elaboration of a system of sacrifice. Sacrifice is ancient and cited at many shrines, but as Leviticus jumps into instructions, you'll need a mental movie between your ears behind your forehead, to imagine and visualize what is described. Listening to somebody else read may free up some active memory to help you with that. You might even begin by revisiting the descriptions of the sacrificial altar and priestly garb from the latter chapters of Exodus that we just read through the end of Lent. You might envision the tent in the desert from Exodus as a set for your movie, that's the normative image, and many Bibles and online references will provide you with pictures. A big rectangular wall of tenting encloses a smaller tent, inside of which is a God-in-a-box, as we glib liberals might call it. Bring sacrifices into the big area and let the priests take parts into the smaller one. Where is the barbecue altar in your mental movie? Where is the waste? Pause to imagine. Often in this Easter season reading.
The first Temple of Solomon is our editor's movie set. A thousand years before Jesus, after David brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem in the accounts of First and Second Samuel, First and Second Chronicles, after pitching a tent, it stops along its long journey in Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. God gets a permanent home, like it or not, and agrees to be found there. Of course, the first temple is leveled by the Babylonians when they exile the elite 600 years before Jesus. The second temple was begun in 500 BC with the permission of the Persians, and our edition of Torah takes shape in that temple. Getting started was slow, as Ezra and Nehemiah and some of the prophets remind us. After the Greeks took over, about 300 years before Jesus, particularly the last century before Jesus, this stage set for your mental movie morphed into something massive after the desecration by the Hasmoneans and courtesy of the ambitious cooperation of the Herodians. That second temple was destroyed by the Romans in 70 CE. The Romans put down repeated uprising. There was only the wailing well left to remind you what the final version of the Second Temple had been. You couldn't go anywhere to film your mental movie. It has to stay between your ears and behind your forehead for two millennia. The sacrificial site for reenacting Leviticus is virtual, imaginary, cultic in synagogues and churches, as it had been already for those scattered by the Assyrians. 750 years before Jesus, then by the Babylonians, 600 years before Jesus, you're joining good and numerous virtual company. Leviticus jumps right into a recital of specific prescriptions. It assumes that you've read Exodus. Before that, Genesis. By the time Torah took this form, after centuries of development from oral tradition through catharsis and necessary rewriting, in Solomon's court, or Hezekiah's reform, in Babylonian exile, the final scribes probably had most of our Hebrew Bible text available. You can still read it, like watching Star Wars with the prequels and the sequels. What's the difference between our consumption and their sacrifice as ways of framing our people and our stuff. Our cultures have used these texts about sacrifice to shape tithing and taxation, sharing and mutual support in the commonwealth for millennia. What has my generation forgotten? about that balance between me and us, right relations among peoples, and with creation itself, in a divine ecology. And so you listen. You can listen to all six today on Easter Day, or you can do it a day at a time for the six days to come. Glib liberals reading Leviticus in Tory times. Welcome.